Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. I'll be thinking... Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast. You are joined with the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Hello and welcome. We are so excited about this week's episode. It oh. all stemmed from the Logies, which we had the biggest, made the biggest deal about the Logies. Oh but my everybody God. everybody else was so but No, I, we should have been making a big deal of it because that was a, was a big deal for us. And we had so much fun. Like a lot of people were on the red carpet and they were doing their you know entertainment oh. reporting. They were yeah. very serious about it. And here we were saying, oh, last time we were at Crown, you're like, I haven't vomited in the toilet with my dad because I've had a few too many cocktails. Oh, you to bring that to me, mate. <laughs> won the grand final. It was a double grand final. It was a big day for everyone. But honestly, it was a really good, um, a really good fun day. And this is where we met our, our guest. But before we get to that, and if you do want to check out any of the Logies videos, they are really different to other coverage that was done. Uh, and they're the Think Girl style, of course. So we pulled out all of the juicy stuff of all the celebs. Um, make sure you head to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Thinker Girls, or it is on our YouTube channel as well, uh, youtube.com forward slash The Thinker Girls. How are you this mate? This week, mate? Um, Young mate? This mate? Uh, no, no, right now. How are you this mate? <laughs> This made I feel pretty good. No, I feel I feel good because I'm going away soon mm-hmm. and it's just like you know like when you book a trip overseas typically you would I don't know like like oh, if you had to so save exciting. if you had to save money and then by the time you fly by flights like it's a long way in advance like it's a mm. 6 to 12 month ordeal mm. usually um but I kind of booked this random trip to Italy like I think it was less than two months ago. So yeah, it's too all bad if, of, too bad if we had like a TV show being launched. Like you just booked it. I it was done. I, yeah. Like I'm going to Italy. No, but here's the thing. If I thought about it anymore, I wouldn't have been. So that's the thing. I was like, and I'm kind of glad I did it that You're way. You're actually a real random bitch, <laughs> to be honest. Because sometimes <laughs> Stacey would just be like, where the fuck have you been this whole week? And I do just go underground. So I'm just, um, I hate it. I just go off the grid. So if you ever are lying on me for something... Don't, because I may be there and be your bestie and, and, a, and your backbone, but then I may not be. Well, I'm hoping that this is going to fade out. Like, I'm hoping this isn't just locked and loaded. Like, forever, I'm like, Christy, I'm in labour. And, do, do, like, she's nowhere. I, oh, well, no, it's not. I was uh, camping. No, it's not me. It's, it's, actually my, it's actually my phone. I have tech oh, troubles oh, often. No, there's something oh, on with the battery. Gosh. But anyway, that's the excuse. Uh, but I've started, I've started, like, preparing for that. It's so full on, even just to go with this. I'm only going for two weeks, but you have to do like the big um, chemist warehouse shop. You know how you have to do the toiletries? The the, shop before you go shopping. It's ridiculous. The shop before you're on holidays. I have a friend that actually went shopping and bought a new wardrobe to go away to New York. It's crazy. You do all the mini toiletries and I'm like, I'm sure I've got all of these at home, but I'm going to buy them anyway. You just do the (laughs) just in case. I'm like, just in case I get diarrhea, I'm going to get this gastro stuff. (laughs) Just in case there's mosquitoes in Europe, I'll take, I'm just like. And P.S., you're not going to Tanzania. I know. It's crazy. And and I've, I've, you know, you make waxing appointments. And I got to get my eyebrows done. Oh, I better make make a spray tan appointment. Oh, like no, all these things. The waxing's a good idea. I got waxed in Greece, and that was a very fucked up experience.
experience. <laughs> so make sure you're waxed. Because they did they did my bikini line with oh the roller. My, with the roller. Why would you in your why would anybody in their right mind go to Greece and say, yep, yeah, I'm gonna get my vagina waxed? Because I was traveling. I was like a backpacker then. So I was like on the road for fucking months, three or four months, mate. Have so you ever heard of gross. a razor? Just a DIY. Yeah, back in the day, I was all about the Brazilian. Mm. And I was single. I was, well, I am still single. <laughs> <laughs> Years ago, still I was single. single. Oh, wait. Oh, man. So, yeah, we have a very, very, very special guest joining us. We uh, met her on the Logies red carpet. Um, and we're super excited to get her on the phone. You want to dial her in? Yeah, let's do this. Uh, now, Georgie Coglin is the woman that we are going to speak to. You may remember her, it wasn't even that long ago, uh, from being one of the hosts on The Circle, which was one of the most popular morning shows that I think this country has ever seen, which was really dramatically axed mm. by the network and a lot of people were devastated. She um, more recently has filled in for Carrie on the project um, and also is a, a real farmer girl. She, she you know, she, she's... She's got this beautiful little baby girl and, and um, talks about her life with with her and her husband and her little girl out, I think it's about an hour and a bit out of Melbourne um, and lives this kind of double life. Yeah, it's really, really – and you, do, you, do you know that she's a, a science teacher? And she's got, she she's got a teaching sing. background and she's, she's a singer you. And a performer. She's you, the most annoying, talented person in the world that can do everything. Oh, yeah, because I've got a science background. Well, yeah, oh, true. <laughs> You know, a science and teaching background. That would be, I would be so bad at that. Hello, anyway. is that the Thinker Girls? Yes, <laughs> yes. Georgie. Oh. Great to talk to you girls. I've been very excited about this chat. Oh, well, not as excited no, as us. No, nowhere near as excited <laughs> as we've been. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We, um, we, for our listeners listening, whether you have joined us before because you are um, a, a listener of our show or potentially you follow Georgie here, uh, welcome. We are two chicks that are talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying. Uh, and that was basically a big fat tagline that we let everybody know on the Logies red carpet because that was Ooh. who we are. That was what we were about. And this is where we met uh Ms. Georgie, um, who we, we had a really good little chat and we were like, oh, this is great, Chrissy. We're going to get all these gems and, and awesome guests now on our show. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very, very smart because um, on the red carpet, the Logies, you get the same questions all the time. And I loved the fact that when I came to you guys, intelligent questions, questions about the sisterhood, like you say, questions that you're thinking but not saying. And I'm a, I'm a say, not think girl. I mm-hmm. always yeah, say that, that stuff. Yeah. I've got girl, my girlfriends and I, there's 11 of us uh, from primary school, and we are we have the most beautiful relationship and sisterhood, and we always say the things that you're not meant to say because it's truth <laughs> yeah. and it's clarity and you get to a beautiful point even if it is confronting and it's just based on everyone being real. So I love the whole concept of your show. Oh, oh and thank you. It's so it's so amazing to hear, especially from somebody who's achieved what you what you have and will continue to, Georgie. But it's funny, we were standing on the red carpet and, and as much as Stace and I love our fashion, we were like, we refuse to ask any chick on the red carpet who they're wearing because <laughs> it was almost like this little bit of a, a test. We were like, and no, we we're not going to do it. And we won't mention names, obviously, because that's not what we're about. But there were so many 
people that were really confronted. And I, th- I think some of them were confronted just because they're so used to it and, and yes. being asked that. But then some of them were confronted because I really don't believe they had many other tricks in their bag. Like it was quite sure. interesting yeah. that that's essentially a lot of what their individual businesses had become on too, which was image and yeah. the way you looked. Um, yeah. Which on another side, if we were doing Think A Girl style, Think A Girl fashion, yeah, great. We'd be interested in that. It just wasn't what we were about and, and a lot of people had the same reaction as you. Absolute. First, I think, because there were two chicks standing together at all was shock. And then se- <laughs> and then second, you put two chicks together and we then again weren't talking about what you were wearing. Double shock. It was oh, it, so and refreshing. So we refreshing. Didn't, I think the biggest thing that we always want to say too, and young mate, you can back me up, we don't do it to shock either. It's no. just because that's kind of where, what we're interested in. So we're lucky. Oh, no, it was very really. authentic. That, that's yeah. what's so attractive about it. It's very yeah. authentic and obviously something that is in your highest sort of set of values as women, um, which is lovely. And it's it's exactly what I'm attracted to and what I really value as well in life. I can't mm. just do the small yeah. chat, crappy talk with people. <laughs> I just like to get in there and talk about the real stuff. Yeah, God it's true. You. It's true. So yeah. we are talking thoughts you're thinking but not saying. As I said, welcome to our show. Uh, if you haven't heard us here before, we're so glad that you've joined us. You can check us out on iTunes. Uh, we've got a truckload of inspiring and beautiful women that we've chatted to week in and week out for the last couple of years uh, or podcast.thinkagirl.com.au. Now, the way we run it, uh, we'll do a quick contents. We all bring um, something that's on our mind that we're thinking but not saying. Uh, and uh, you girls can kick it off. Georgie, as the guest, what is it? just give us a little bit of a headline of what you want to share this week. Well, I've been thinking a little bit about balance in life, the whole, I know it comes up all the time, it's not a new topic, but about the importance of not making choices based on ego with our careers and making choices based on what makes our spirit soar and our hearts and our souls sing. Mm. And I suppose that came off the back of me just finishing three months on the project on Channel 10, which was fabulous and wonderful, but I was very torn at the same time because I missed my little girl and my hubby so much of my life here on the farm. And it just reminded me of that clarity that I had when I got home that I think I got through that because it was only a short-term stint so I could see the finishing line at the end. Mm -hmm. And just the importance of when you are given opportunities to really sit down and acknowledge the difference between what's driving and feeding my ego, which I'd love to do from an egotistical point of view and almost a bit of pride and almost a bit of, see, I'm successful and I'm still going, compared to what actually makes me happy and... I just see a lot of people in life, and I've been in this situation before, where we think what we're doing is making us happy, but ultimately it's not. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it is, I think it's as hard for for men as it is for women. I just think women sometimes have more guilt associated with trying to juggle the family and trying to juggle that career because it's still not what, there's still that battle of what is society is thinking about me as I'm doing this type yeah. thing. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Christy, do you want to do a quick headline of what you're doing? I will too, and then we'll get stuck into to what Georgie's, Georgie's talking about. Yeah, um, I, I want to talk about um, this fear that I've had and, and it's, it's kind of come to a head in the last couple of weeks in particular where I've had nightmares about not being able to have kids. So anyway, going through this process of actually investigating freezing my eggs, even though having kids is not something that I'm even kind of really in the mind space to think about for the next decade. But I don't know, just that that fear of not one day being able to be a mum. And it scared scared the shit out of me. But it'd be interesting to see what you guys think. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I've changed mine, ladies. Um, and I actually <laughs> want to talk about um, an article I wrote a couple of weeks ago uh, about in my experience, and it was it got a lot of grief. In my experience, I have found girls that have girlfriends quite different to girls that don't. Um, and, and we haven't done that on the show yet. Um, and it was certainly not, uh, f- a favorable response. Let's just say that much. Um, but it is okay. one that I know to be true for me. So I want to crack into Can that, but we... Georgie, let's, Can... let's continue on. Let's continue on with what Georgie was, was yeah, talking yeah, about. Cause yeah. I want to, I want to also share where we are career wise and how interesting it is in terms of the transition. So Georgie, when you, I guess it was interesting when the circle finished, did these kinds of thoughts start to come up then? Or is this something that has led from your recent experience more so? Yeah, this, I think this is more of a recent experience because since the circle, I made a lot of, to, to be honest, the circle was almost relief because I was so exhausted and it had mm. been two and a half years. I'd had Molly Rose and um, there was a lot of stuff. I love her name, Pierre. It's gorgeous. It's so <laughs> beautiful. And you oh. say it as if it sounds like it's lace coming out of your mouth. Like, I know that sounds ridiculous. No, you do. You just, say it with love. You say oh, it with yeah. this, this grace and elegance. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Oh, that's very kind of you. She was, my, my nan, Nana was a Molly, so it's very nice. But my hubby actually came up with the, with the name. But she gets a lot of comments about her name, which is very sweet. Yeah, um, yeah that's so lovely. But, you know, I think that was a different feeling because that was exhaustion. And that was, oh, God, when I got the call that the show was finished, it was almost relief. Because I was on this adrenaline yeah. train, and it and it was too much. It was three hours of live TV a day with a mm. child, and trying to balance everything else. So that that was a different feeling of like, oh, thank God. And I remember we went to Hawaii for a holiday after that, and it was just like that blissful moment of, I don't even know what's next, and I don't even care what's next. Yeah. Because so you weren't worried. You didn't kind of you didn't have a freak out. No, that was the complete opposite. That was like, yeah, I can't okay. enough. See, that's when um, you know. That's when you know that you're in a good place, isn't it? That you actually, when, when somebody says to you, "So, what are you going to do now? So, what's going to happen?" And you're actually like, "I'm actually so chilled and so comfortable with the fact that I'm okay with just with just being yes. here now." That's a, it's a, it's a very good sign. Mm. And it's that beautiful moment of mindfulness and just you're so present because you just wake up every morning going, "Oh, I just want to enjoy today," and that's. That's the goal, I think, to have that as many days in the week as we can. We can't have it every day because that's not human nature. We're always going to have bad days and crap days. But if you can have that sort of 80% of the time and be really present and mindful in what you're doing every day. And so that was fine. But then, you know, recently with the – I think I learned so much from that about I was under a Channel 10 network contract. I'm not saying I won't go there again, but I actually don't know whether I will. I love being my own boss now and working freelance and saying yes and no and having the freedom to say yes or no. So I learned a lot from that angle as well, that mm-hmm. I really want to be able to make the call and that whole lovely mantra that whenever I'm feeling bullied or pressured, I just get that little, I am the boss of me. No, mm-hmm. I am the boss of mm-hmm. me yeah. and no one else is the boss of me. And so I think recently with um, the project was so fabulous that knowing I had an endpoint was, was wonderful, but I was constantly torn between the career side of things and when you've got such an amazing job as you guys know that you just feel like you're flying when you're doing it mm. but the reality of you being torn apart from a mother's point of view from not being home I think that can be really tough for women but I just loved it when I came home that sense of being on the farm and that peace and knowing that this is what truly makes me happy and as long as I can inject little things along the way that yeah. keep me inspired or, or a project that keeps me inspired 
that's a difference, but you'll get things across your email all the time or your desk or someone might say, hey, why don't we go and do a show that does this? And mm. your ego mm. is taking off going, oh, that'd be amazing. And is the ego also a bit to do with what if people forget me? Like, is there kind of that thing I need to be in front of people's minds? Is Does that take a, take a part? Because I think with a lot of entertainers or I guess journalists or, or different people in the media, a lot of people do say that you get a bit of a purple patch, you know, um, and and it may be 10 years for some, it may be longer or shorter for others. And there's that, I guess, that pressure in that time when you're, uh, in inverted commas, relevant, uh, that you kind of put pressure on yourself that that's, that's mm. belongs to a period of time, which I don't agree with, but I was inter- I'm interested to hear if that uh, that plays a bit of pressure on on you or has. No, no, it doesn't on me. But look, I'm you know I'm nearly forty. I've got a very good sense of self from mm. uh, from working on myself a lot. I'm constantly reading books and self help. I'm constantly meditating. I'm constantly sounds familiar. <laughs> you know, but that's yeah. the way I keep growing. I, I just see myself as an onion, and every every layer that you peel back, you get closer and closer to that golden core of who you really are. And yeah. I don't think we should ever stop learning. Like, I mm. want to be doing this when I'm 80 and 90. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, no, it doesn't define me at all because I see so much of that in my industry and that makes me – it gives me motivation to never be like that. I see so yeah, it's to not be mind. like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw a um, – I, I, I was obsessed when I was in high school um, with Secret Life of Us and there's this quote that stuck with me. It's so ridiculous because I didn't get into this line of work until kind of my late 20s. So it's weird that it has played such a big part. But she – I think her name was Abby, the actress. She was blonde and she had kind of this husky voice. She was really big in the 90s. Oh, Abby Tucker? Yeah, 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 yeah. With the yeah, short yeah. blonde yeah. hair. And she had like an eyebrow ring or something. Yeah. She was, you know, per- yeah. like so cool perfect ste- yeah. a Secret Life of Us chick, right? And, um, and she said – she was an actress on the show. And she said – she said, fuck them. She was like, I am going in there and I'm auditioning them too. They're not just auditioning me. And it stuck with me forever. Mm. And I know yeah. it's not it's not just about auditions. It's also about you oh, approaching everything. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It has really friendship. stuck with me, you know, where it's mm. like, it's not just about an actual audition. It's also about jobs or opportunities. They may come up or they may not come up. And another thing is it's just as powerful to say no as it is to say yes. And oh, it's, yeah, you know, about finding, finding that, that courage in yourself first to give you the ability to say yes or no externally, I suppose. Well, is and where, it's where so it attractive. From. Like you become even it's more. It's hard attractive. though. It's mm, so hard. Yeah. Oh, and look, I mean, like you so said, harsh. yeah, you've but worked, you've got a good few years on us. But in terms of it is, it just takes time, like for you to it properly does. get experience it. Experience and yeah. hurt and working. You've got to actually work with. You know, there's, you've got to have the bad one before you can appreciate the good. So you've got to always be working about you know you, you take the toxic person the toxic people and the people that really hurt us and destroy us in our lives are our greatest teachers mm. and our greatest healers but you have to see them that way because mm. when you come out of the bad experience with the ex-boyfriend or a shocking person at work that made your life hell they are greatest teachers because they teach us so much about what we need to learn about ourselves they often teach us that we must have boundaries and we often walk away with that experience and armored and empowered and that we're a new person so my question whenever I go and do a new project now is, does this job nourish me? Do these people nourish me? And am I going to have my spirit soaring? And even though you have challenging days, 
does the overall feeling nourish me? And if it doesn't yeah. nourish me, I'm not interested in doing it. But I is don't it care how much money it is? I don't care. Yeah. If it's you know this is going to be the highest rating show on any, I don't care about any of that because that will not make me happy. I'd rather do the lowest rating show with the most nourishing people and laugh every day. And that, ironically, will end up being a success because I'm living my life to my truest values. Yeah, mm. but it's interesting that you say that, Georgie, and, and um, just a point you made a, a couple of moments ago when you said that you've got to, you kind of got to get through the shit and you've got to get through the bad stuff to know the good stuff, to be able to recognise the difference in the two. And I, and I think it's interesting sometimes when you are in the middle of an experience or the middle of a job or the middle of a relationship or whatever it might be, a friendship even, that, yeah. that you sometimes don't have that out of perspective. And it's not until, you know, obviously hindsight's a beautiful thing, that, that you can look back on an experience and, and go, shit, I was really depressed then. Or, wow, mm. that was actually the best working relationship or the best setup that I've ever had. And sometimes I don't think you, you kind of really appreciate that and until often it, it is either a thing of the past or until you have experienced something new or had something else in your life to be able to compare it to. Yeah, the Absolutely. comparison thing, yep. it's a powerful thing. And, and all those times that you hate, like I remember my first show, I hated it. He was quite awful to me and we just didn't, he didn't get along. Um, and then there were other shows that were challenging and I could always go back and go, oh, nothing's as bad as that first one. <laughs> well, that's right. And that's perspective, isn't it? You know, and... And look, I just think it is a it is a journey. How boring if we um, how boring if everything was so smooth. It has to be a journey, and so it has to it has to help you be a better person in the end. Mm. Do you reckon there's things that you look back on now, Georgie, um, that you go, you know, like you said with your rule, nourish, you know, that that word stuck with me. Does it nourish me where I am? Does it nourish my soul and and what I need from that opportunity right now, whether it's work or otherwise? I mean, are, are there things in your life that you, that you look back on that you knew in the back of your mind weren't that, yet you went ahead with anyway? Oh god, yeah. yeah. On a personal and professional level. You know that that whole moment of just you know those moments in a relationship where you're going this just feels so wrong. Like mm-hmm. yep. intuitively, not not out loud, not bubble, not oh my god, maybe. Yeah, but the, I can't put my new. I can't put I can't my, put finger, my on finger on it. Yeah, and yep, it might yep, be yep. that um, your partner's saying, "Well, why don't you want to come out with my mates?" And you go, "Oh, okay, I'll okay, I'll go." But there's something in you that's going, "I just don't enjoy this. Like, what's yeah. wrong with me?" And it's more, "What's wrong with me?" Like, is there something wrong with me? And you beat yourself up and whatever. And then in hindsight, you go, my God, I just wasn't with my tribe. Like, what was I mm. trying to do here? Oh, that's so, it's so powerful, that tribe word. Yeah. It's oh, like, it's, it's like, the same. No one talks about no it enough. No one talks about it enough. Like, in high school, you know what? I listened to another podcast, RuPaul, the drag queen. And <laughs> um, and Michelle Visage is this, you know, radio guru from New York. Like, they had this amazing show. And now she does RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> which is this ridiculous reality show of, of different drag queens. Anyway, I um I digress. So the podcast is just this amazing soul nourishing conversation about all these different topics. And oh, I love the um, oh it's so so great. And they talk about how you know she's got lots of kids like her, she's got some children but then obviously all the drags are come, like coming up uh, through different ages and they talk about how you've got to find your tribe and it takes a, a period of time. It, it probably isn't going to be in high school for the majority of people. Like you said before, Georgie, you know, 
know, you're probably one of the lucky ones. In primary school, I've still got a few high school girls, but a lot yeah. of people to mm-hmm. to really get that tribe of people in your adult life, it comes. And, and I, I think you should, it might even be in your 30s, maybe even your 40s, but don't stop looking for it because mm-hmm. when you sing with some people around you, far out, it's worth the wait. Oh, isn't it? And that's what you want to just inject into all those little insecure, beautiful kids that are at school battling away right now. Oh, they are not going to come at high school. You will find them. And they will find you. It's so important. Yeah. And, you know, you just read about, I was reading about Eddie Perfect the other day. It's a great profile on him that he went to, um, you know, a boys' school in Melbourne and just was a complete fish out of water the whole Mm, time. Like, because he wasn't into sport. He was this brilliant kid who was amazing at, at music and so theatrical and so, so creative and you know he didn't didn't find his tribe until well and truly until he left and Kate Langbrook just wrote a great article on the weekend um she's a dear friend of mine and she's so eccentric and so fabulous and see oh we are she is like for us as radio radio nerds growing up in Melbourne Kate Lambrook doesn't get any higher in terms of regard for us she's just adorable and the way she to work with her is just a dream I got to co-host her and I co-hosted the project for about three nights in a row once and it was just my dream to co-host the project with a woman amazing yes yes we hear you yeah she's just like my hero and we're both Leos and we're both just kindred spirits and Whenever we work together, we just love it. And she just sees the world with the most beautiful coloured glasses. They're not rose-coloured glasses like everyone else. It's this completely different colour. Mm. And she, you know, she often talks and on the weekend wrote about Sarvical how she was just one of those kids that just didn't fit in. And look at her now, just shining, being the beautiful woman and mother that she is. And so that's the one thing I always try and, even from four years old, inject into my daughter. You are the most incredible beautiful little girl and you're kind and you're courageous and you've got leadership skills you can do whatever you want to be i do and be whoever you want to be and just always know that because i think girls in particular need to be taught taught that and told that from such an early age yeah. oh, and it goes it goes so it embeds so deep in you for me you know i grew up um kind of in a suburb a suburban area of melbourne which is very country town very clicky um and you know was with a guy that went to the boys school you know you kind of then grow up thinking this is your tribe because it was Mm. what you Mm. knew Mm. and then I've still got some of those amazing people as my tribe so I'm not you know it's not that you don't find anybody but I did a big change and found all these other gem balls like that I thought oh my god (laughs) and they're all in this crazy industry like they just all you know they were all a little bit dysfunctional (laughs) we're all a little bit crazy and it's just the greatest because you can be well you can be complete I know I can be completely myself like, and yep. when you find those people far out, but they're the best like, tribes, the ones that you make, like that you make yourself, that you've got yeah, later. from different yeah, elements, yeah. from you know potentially some of your you know your sisters' mates, or you know from work, or from this change here, or from you know a couple from primary school or whatever. But when they're all together, and the, you know, like they all work. I don't know, and they all in different ways, in different yeah. ways, yeah. yet all together at once. It's yeah, it's there's something and really nice special about that. It's nice to have sub tribes. Like it's nice <laughs> to have. I've got like my tribe, which is my eleven of us in school, and we've been through births, deaths, and marriages. We've been through joy. We've been through immense mm. sadness together. Um, and there's a history there that no one else wounds. ever. Yeah, Georgie, yeah. that's wounds. so amazing to have eleven. Like that's such a, that's a big I tribe, know, you know. I know, and I never take it's it for unreal. granted. And yeah. I remember when I first sat on the circle, Chrissy was like, "Yeah, right, you don't have eleven. Like you're just saying that." And I'm like, "No, I do." And they all came in, and wow. once she saw them and met them, 
and saw our bond, she was like, Gorgs, this is so authentic. And I said, yeah, no, Dal, like it's real. And, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, we've yeah. lost, one of my dear girlfriends has lost a child, so will be 14 months old. We've been through that. It's been horrendous. We've marriage has broken down. You know, it's been really fascinating to our journey and, and we don't see each other a lot, but there's this amazing connection between us where we're all around Australia. We're just so connected. Um, mm-hmm. But then you have other tribes. Like I have work tribes. Like I have... I have my Christy Swans, my Kate Langbrooks tribes, my mm-hmm. Jennifer Byrne tribe, that mm-hmm. Michelle Laurie tribe. Like they're totally different women because they're professional women that I've taken something from all of their lives and I love that tribe. And mm-hmm. then I've got my local farmers tribe here, all the women on the land who <laughs> also have amazing careers. And, um, you know, I, I think it's good to have different types of tribes that bring out different different aspects of, of what we value in our lives and our personalities as well well because you connect at different times of your life and and we've spoken about this on the on the show and the podcast in the past georgie and that different friends serve different purposes because of the different point that you are in your life and and i know definitely the friendship essentially between stace and myself started because you know out out of a professional working relationship um, because we were even speaking about this um, the other day, Stace, immediately we didn't actually hit it off straight away where I'm like, this bitch is amazing and we've just got <laughs> this thing going though, on. It? It's so weird and it was like that yeah. boyfriend thing that I was like to her the other day, to you, Stace, where I was like, what did you think of me like when we first met? And, <laughs> and and it's interesting, but that bond grew because we were both doing regional radio. We were both living away from our family and friends. So, you know, like you connect to people on, on different levels. And it's really mm. powerful, I think, um, the relationship we have that is separate to th- it's kind of it's universal like the, it's quite cosmic how you find some people and and that and that definitely sits in me in this other kind of powerful eerie way that says ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. We really, and for someone that's, I guess, I'll put my hand up and say semi-control freak and likes to have an idea of how things work, I am, I, every single day, I try and let go a bit. I really do. And it is, it's a, it's, it'll be an ongoing battle for me, but it is something I'm committed to. And so when I do have these amazing experiences in life that come up that are not planned, and Christy and I were not planned, this, we were both in regional radio, Thinker Girl was not something, you know, this whole thing just kind of really presented itself to us. We fucking work our asses off. But, you know, the idea, it's it just has this other magic to it when it comes to you on a platter without you really even knowing you asked directly for it. It's it's quite yes, you both You both need to read um, Martini's, uh Living a Fulfilled Life, which I'm reading right at the moment, which is exactly about that. So it's, it's all about metaphysics and law of physics, but in a very interesting way, not a boring way. That when oh, you live your life love. according to your highest values. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like I'm a like, book. If Stacey were to write a book, it would be that book. So it um, sounds right I've, up her alley. I've written it down already. 
Well, it's, it's whenever you're living yeah. life to your highest values. Okay. And you're serving others, which you guys are doing by providing this podcast or whatever it is, you will always be happy and you will always be successful. Mm. Mm. And that's because what you're doing is you're both, you know, living life to your highest values, which is talking about stuff that really matters. You're making a difference. You're working with someone who nourishes you. There's trust. There's honesty. There's inspiration. There's drive. And you're serving others at the same time. So it's like the universe is completely supporting that and going, yes, yes, yes. Like, yeah, it does. Even mm, if there's, you know, big penis execs that aren't at the moment, <laughs> you know, every with everything else around us yeah. is like honestly, everywhere we turn, we get a pat on the back, you know. So and, and it just you, helps. And even you. if the big penis execs put a roadblock in there, that's the universe going. You don't need to go this way anymore. You've got yeah. to go this other way. So fucking true, Chris. Yeah, you wow. know exactly what that's in aid of, um, which we can talk to George about. Not on this. No. So, um, <laughs> so I've got Philip enough seven years ago. I know. Um, so I might as well just let go into this and just get on to the back of this friendship discussion we've ended up yes. in, which is the article that I wrote a few weeks ago for news.com.au about how, in my experience, I learned to have a little bit of a raised eyebrow in terms of the trust factor with women that I met that had zero girlfriends. Now, right. it was, of course, it was from my experience. And I knew, and I said to Christy before I sent it in to, a, to our editor, I feel a bit nervy about this one because I don't ever, and we never do this and we, we really try hard not to ever want to come across judgy for people that aren't like us or aren't like others, you know? So it wasn't a, it wasn't meant to be a story of if you don't have girlfriends and you're not like me and my friends, therefore you're Mm -hmm. fucked. But I yeah. think a few people did take it like that. Yeah. But well, I will explain. You can't, ex- please, you can't no, please everyone. Like no. And I, and opinion out into the world. You will always, it's just physics. You'll always that's get right. a negative yeah. and that's you'll always right. get a positive. Yeah, true. And so I guess that's where, I, it's just to explain the article for anyone that hasn't read it, is that from my experience with chicks that I've met that have come and gone in my life, and there's been plenty, and as we've had this really big discussion about being open and having all of these amazing different people walk in and out of your life, I have found that there there are women that come in that are, are kind of shy away from female relationships or, or don't have any as women that I don't end up having long relationships with. Mm-hmm. And I and and it is just a huge it would be a huge coincidence for me to say that that wasn't one of the main factors to some of those friendships that didn't last because yeah. it is the one overriding thing that I find that has happened with a lot of friendships that I've began to think this is really great. This friend is really amazing and we get along and all of this stuff and then it will fade out. And one of the big contributing factors of, I guess, what they all have in common is that they don't have other girlfriends. Mm. And and so I wrote about it and I, and I said, this is just my experience. And it wasn't about necessarily saying that girls with girlfriends you know, a different, a, a shit people, but it was about <laughs> making people that don't have girlfriends question why, why but do what was, you what's not? What's the turning point been? Like when, when you say that you've had um, these relationships, what's the turning point been? Has it been their behavior with other men in front of you? Um, I don't think it really necessarily has to do anything with men. I think it right. just happens to be that they haven't been able to carry on Girl, girl relationships for all different numerous reasons. Mm. And one of them, yeah. you know, one of them may be that, you know, it was just a really quick, um, it was a housemate years ago, which we were super close and there was a little bit of a spat that we had and then it was over for her, like mm. over. And it just, it wasn't necessarily always ending on my terms. It, you know, it was, it was just dead. You're dead to me. It was just done. And I didn't go in fighting either. So it was kind of weird. And then other relationships that have been a bit manipulative where I've gone, 
oh, actually, I'm questioning everything I'm doing here. And mm. oh, I don't know why. Mm. I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. Oh, you're manipulating me. Oh, my God. You don't actually have any friends. Like, you don't have other friends. I think the, and, re- I think the reason know, people were freaking out about the article um, and... And I think it's so important and it's so good that you that you did stick to your gun, Stace. And al- although you were feeling that before you'd even sent the article in, you're like, no, this is important. Oh, Chrissy, I didn't yeah. tell you Mons is talking about it on the 3pm pickup too. Oh. Like it's, it's spun this ridiculous. Wow. It's spun this ridiculous conversation. But sorry to interrupt. Well, it's pretty confronting for people. It is confronting for someone who I think maybe is in that situation. I would probably be in the same ballpark in that I'm attracted, I'm a very, you know, I'm a warm person. I'm proud to say that. I'm a very emotional, warm person. So I would struggle because, and it purely comes down to, I don't have the same value system. So when you look at your value system, it's like I really value being able to connect to my female friends. My mother and I have a very close relationship, so I've learned from the, the primary female in my life has been very loving and mm-hmm. giving. Mm-hmm. And that's that's who you learn from. So um, I've always had love and, and support and very open emotional relationships with, with my mother. So therefore, all of my relationships with my girlfriends are exactly the same. And therefore, I'm attracted to those women. So when I've have had a couple of relationships that interestingly haven't worked out either, it's been women that aren't very feminine with other relationships, are, are friends with boys more than girls. So It's funny because then it did turn into this real gender thing. Like It yeah. turned into this real gender stereotype thing where just because I don't like to go shopping, I'm like, hang on a second, my mum is the biggest tomboy there is. We yeah. could not be any different. And she's got truckload of mates. Like mm, she likes yeah. to go to the footy. She doesn't really, she doesn't, like, shopping is never something we've done together. You know, there is nothing cliche about our relationship. But my mum has a heap of friendship. So it was interesting that it did turn really quickly to this us versus them discussion. I, where I, I if just, you're a girly girl and you're not a girly girl, then all of a sudden you're against each other. Does that make sense? Like that's kind of where it ended up. I just found it more interesting the take that people had reading that article. And there are there are a couple of these comments that I found were really nasty. And I'm like, did you even read the article? Did you even get did you even oh, that's get, just did you even get happen. But it was like that's why, you know, that and this is why articles like this, this is why you know, chicks find it hard to have female friends. And it's actually the complete opposite. Yeah. It's the complete opposite. Like there was absolutely no malice there. In fact, it was it was the complete opposite. It was that if you are comfortable within yourself as a chick, and, and it's interesting even and I know I, I keep bringing it back here, but that's kind of what I'm relating it to in that you and I, Stace, where we could have very easily been, and we were, I suppose, to a point, in competition with each other, Georgie, and you might might find mm-hmm. that as well, being a chick in the entertainment industry or, or, or both working in regional radio, both being considered for the next well, job Well, we're that going for the up. same jobs. Well, yeah. we, we were, absolutely, but at the same time formed this really amazing friendship and bond because of that, you know, like, well, but, but, that's, but that is where you're able to, because of, you know, I'll go on about this, but because of your, your nurturing and your upbringing the and values, the work you've done yeah. on yourselves, your values, you're able to be big enough people to go, I don't see her as a threat. I really admire those qualities in her because you can admire qualities in other people that you've got in yourself. But look, you know, I think it's okay to own that we don't get along with everyone simply because of value systems. And I think as long as we don't say it as a criticizing judgmental way, like I don't get along with, 
with I always say, oh, she's a boys' girl, you know. I can understand my husband. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. I, I say oh. that all the time. <laughs> and it doesn't. I say that I all the time it. because I think saying I'm a boys' girl is the bitchiest thing you can say. No, I just think it because it is, and I'm not saying it in a way that oh my god, I'm she's shit and I'm better than her. It's just. She values her relationship with men and masculine energy more than she does. It's true. It's true. It exists fine, too. It's a I reality. Yeah, I just can't like, and they're the girls that, you know, I, it's funny. They're the girls that I'll, I'll meet and they'll be friends with me and I'll introduce them to my husband and they're fine. And then they have this weird sort of, when we go to say hi, they'll be really weird sometimes, <laughs> you know, to the men in front of the wives and you're just going, oh, oh God, you know, yeah. and we just as in, just don't. If that was me, and I suppose you just end up hanging around people that treat you the same way that you'd like to be treated, um, I would just go, wow, I wouldn't do that to her, your husband if so that was true. me. Yeah. But that's fine. But that's fine. But I just wouldn't do that. And I do find that a bit weird. Um, and I just always laugh and just go to sign. Because you'll go, isn't she, isn't she, you know, she's good though. And I go, yeah, Dal, she's a boy's girl. But yeah. Yes. Right. So true. <laughs> and, it's you know, like, so it's, true. It's just who it is. I then, I then have them. I just I can then help in a way that actually really helps me to not judge and react and just go, that's just the way she is. Now I can then make a call and go, that's the way she is and I don't want to be around that energy or that's the way she is and I accept that and it's fine. But I, I, I just make a call on what makes me feel yeah. comfortable. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not, I don't think saying boys girl is a bad thing. A bad thing it's all. all about intention. It is all about intention. Like if you're if you're saying it with no judgment, then it is very different to saying it in the way that I guess you're taking it, young mate. But I think that it is also just a, a label. And I, I kind of now start to get where some of the comments were coming back about the tomboy thing. I am starting to see that side a little bit more now because it, it doesn't mean you have to be a girl's girl. Well, no, actually, I, I think it's that thing about, you know, no, it's, it's maybe you about... don't have to be, but that, but then I'm also not sure you shouldn't be. I don't know. I guess not everybody's going to walk around, you know, batting for feminism, but at the same time, I do oh, find it hard to see the other side. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I do find it hard to be like, Okay, you can be a boys' girl if you want, but I don't understand how you're kind of batting against your. I don't know. Well, you know I think I, mean? I think the way that the reason that I said that it is bitchy, and I stand by that, is because every single time somebody has said that to me, it was said in a bitchy way. It was oh, said I think in if that we walked way. a mile in, if we, you know, I've got it. There's a particular woman in my life that needs to be in my life and has to be in my life, but she has um, terrible terrible feminine energy and terrible ability to relate to women. And I would be like, God, what is wrong with her? Like, why is she, what's wrong with me? What if I haven't done anything to her? What's wrong with her? Yeah, and sometimes it's just that you're a woman that is wrong with her. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's weird. And when I probe deeper, though, she has a very, very, very difficult relationship with her mother. And that stems from when she was a child. Mm. So this girl has really, really battled and has terrible experiences with the main feminine energy source in her life. And as a result, she just can't relate to females and really struggles. And once I understood that, I was like, see, it's just not high on her value system because of her life and her upbringing and the way she is. And that's just who she is. And that's not necessarily her fault. So I don't need to take that personally. I just need to accept that and say, that's who she is. Now I can make a call then to go, so I therefore don't choose to have a lot of time with her in my life, not out of judgment, just out of me sticking to my value system. 
and do she you, is the same. Do you reckon, Georgie, that sometimes that, that can do the opposite? Like, because my relationship with my mum is, is an interesting and a pretty complex one. But, right. I mean, I wouldn't say that my mum is a massive feminist or that, I mean, we've, we've um, I don't know, we've got a weird relationship but I wouldn't say that we're we're close, but we're not like incredibly close, or you know, as you were describing we're earlier both, with your mum. But we're mom. both. It's really similar. We've both got very different relationships with our mums, but it is very similar in some ways. Whereas that there's this love and this kind of affection that's there from a feminine perspective, but it isn't necessarily conventional. Like it isn't. It is. I get what you mean. And I, when you were talking about that, Georgie, I did think to myself. Did my did my relationship yeah, with my mum drive me to thing. have friendships more because my relationship with mum was a bit rocky? Yeah, and that's what I mean. So Sometimes it can yeah. drive you from the so from the, the opposite way. Yeah. The other well, it way. Depends how much yeah. it, it depends how much it's hardened you. Do you know what I mean? Like if you've had not a great relationship, but ultimately you still knew that you were safe and you were loved um, for most of your upbringing, you might exactly go out and search and find this beautiful nurturing and nourishment and love in friendships to sort of balance that out in your life. So like, funny. This is what we ended up doing, Christy, and we both have very similar. This is turning into a funny. massive psychoanalysis. <laughs> like, it's something hard and it's it. like, you've been hard from it and you've had to battle, 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 and you've been a little warrior from the age of Our mums, yes, it's yeah. so true. And our mums couldn't be different. more, our mums couldn't be more different, but the relationship uh, maybe I think how we both ended up from the relationship is actually very similar. So yeah, they couldn't sure. be yeah, more right. different. It's yeah. It's so yeah. weird. Chrissy, I never thought of it like that. All right. We've got to get on to yours because we've, we're going to go on for three for hours. hours. Okay, I need another podcast. Oh, I know. I'll just do a speed gym. How about we do that? Okay. Um, speed gym. I have a fear and I have always had a fear that I won't be able to have kids. Um, mm. And I, That I'm doesn't not, come from anywhere in particular? No. Like no. It, it, when, when did it start? It's honestly been probably since I was a teenager. I reckon as an okay. early as an early teenager, and I've never been I've never been a particularly maternal person. Was there a miscarriage or was there anything nah, around your life? My mum had a miscarriage, but I mean, uh, you know, so so of a lot of women, that wasn't mm. particularly an experience that I I felt I was um, I don't know moved by or changed by or, or think too much about. Um, I, and I'm not, I'm not particularly a maternal person either. And my family always take the piss and laugh at me because... Oh, but in your, you're in your 20s though, aren't you, darling? I like, am. I'm only 20. That, won't, that yeah. won't kick in. That, sometimes it doesn't kick in. It didn't kick in for me until I was in my 30s. But it's funny because... Or you can be 28 my, like me and walk around yeah, being clucky every yeah. freaking second of the day. <laughs> my sister is... Um, she's a nurse and she's always... Even though she's a, a younger sister, she's always been like the older sister. So <laughs> she was always... You should a, say it, Georgie. Sure, she just bosses Chrissy around like... A, bossy boots and I love her but um we are we are very very different in that Ash has always been she used to like with her friends of her age she she would play mums and kids with them when she was like three and four years old <laughs> like she was their mum and they were her baby so right. like she is um she works in a neonatal ward so around babies and mums and she's brilliant at it so there's always this joke between us within the family and cousins and stuff where it's like you know passing around a new cousin and it's like oh we won't pass it to Christy because you know she, well, she'll this, well this could have something to do maybe with it, it does. You know? she'll drop it on its well, head or it'll start rebelling. crying maybe or... just rebelling from that you know that stereotype that you you think that you're meant to be sitting into but it's interesting that you're having dreams about it but you know there's that concept that whatever we fear we attract mm-hmm. so and that's why of, and that's the why the attraction are like if you've got these fear in yep. life and you keep focusing on it and giving something energy and keep keep 
thinking about it and pushing it, the laws of attraction are. And that's why you know I'm a massive manifester. I always manifest what I what I want in life because it's that whole thing and, and you don't give the energy to whatever you're fearing because you'll attract it into your life. Yeah, and, um, and that's why I'm always like, Christy, stop it. Just stop thinking about it. I've had numerous nightmares about it that I wake up in a cold sweat because in the dream I find out that I can't have kids. Like I've been with my boyfriend for about six and a half years and there's been lots of times that I've said to him, what would happen if I can't have kids? What would happen? Like, would we? So have you to- accepted that you like just to, just to very quickly to make it um, you feel a bit better? <laughs> um, I reckon two things. One is this is just my take on it. Like when I was trying to have Molly Rose, my, my husband and I, and that's different because we were trying. And I know you're saying, but you're getting these dreams before you're even thinking about it. But one thing that I had to actually do was I was going to an amazing music therapist who sings Reiki. Um, Reiki does Reiki and sings with you with a harp, and she's just. Um, phenomenal. Oh, God. That's cool. I was like, oh, and she gives you goosebumps. You just cry. And as she plays the harp, you just, well, if you're trying to suppress something, you can't. You just burst into tears. <laughs> and she said to me, okay. And I said, you know, I'm just I'm having problems. I can't have a, a child anymore at the moment. And she said, okay, so what happens if you can't have children? And I was like, what? She goes, I want you to sit here now and pretend that you can't have children. And I just burst into tears. Like, why are you getting me to do this? Why would you do that to me? She's like, because until you accept this fear and realise, so what would happen if you can't have children? You know, and I went to a slight panic and anxiety and she said, what would happen with you in silence? And I said, well, well um, we'd be fine. She goes, would you be fine? And I'm like, of course we'd be fine. Like, we're with each yeah. other because we love each other, not just to reproduce. And she's like, right, you'd be fine. What, then tell me what your life would look like if you didn't have children. And it was so confronting, but... You know what? After I actually articulated it and thought about it and accepted it, I went, I'd be okay. Like, so I'd be okay. Wow. True. And my and my kinesiologist did exactly the same thing to me about wealth a few weeks so, ago. So, you know, would you be okay? And it's like, yep. would you be mm-hmm. okay if you found out next month, honestly, would you die if you couldn't have children? No. Because no. there would be other ways to fulfill that, whether it's um, through adoption or uh, I don't know, donor like the, egg, yeah, donor oh. egg, donor yeah. mum, anything. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. So, so the whole point is to, to to alleviate that energy and that because all you're doing is focusing on the fear. Is grab the fear and go, would I be okay? Like, What's the I worst leave? case scenario? Yeah. And then you fuck the fear off because there's nothing to fear if you well, you put yourself in the result. Yeah. If you put the result of the worst case scenario. And I I think as well that it's not just that, but particularly lately, it's been in the media a lot. And and it was even when you were hosting the project, Georgie, that you guys uh, covered off on, you know, the, the fact that, um, there was that, that uh, gynecologist, I think it was, or, or uh, oh, a suggesting doctor. Suggesting about freezing eggs? Suggesting oh, about... Or, or, and, um, sorry, and educating kids and, um, in about schools. fertility yeah. in high school, yes. which I think would be a great thing because I, you know, I would have loved to know, and all my girlfriends and I would have loved to know. You get taught about reproduction, but you don't get taught about fertility. Yeah. And boys boys should be taught as well. Like, I don't think boys acknowledge. You see so many couples, and like when I say, oh, we're on IVF, it's so funny because people go, oh, so what's wrong with you? Your eggs aren't mm. working. And I'm like, well, Simon's sperm could be low. (laughs) It's not just me. Yes, yeah. yes, no, 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 of course, of course. But they always assume it's a woman. It's so of course. true. But and it is so interesting like, oh too God. because it's a woman's job to want the family and it's a woman's job, all this stuff. But hello, yes. like so many men grow up knowing that that is absolutely a part of their journey too, you know. And so mm, it is just so relevant to both sexes because there are so many men I know in my life uh, that are in relationships with friends 
um, that are the ones that have totally wanted children before the women, or you know, it doesn't oh, matter about the and order. All of them will stay but home, at, and the yeah, absolutely happy to stay home. So it's it should be men being educated about fertility as well as young girls, and I think it would be great because. You know, if I had the, we were on, been on IVF, so if I had the option to freeze eggs in my late 20s, regardless of who my partner was at the time, I probably would have if I had have known that maybe there was some issue with them not being great 10 years later. And I think a lot of women would choose that. And, that, and that's where I'm at now, actually starting to, I haven't done too much, but starting to investigate freezing my eggs um and i've never had any form of of health issues to indicate that that might be a problem naturally but it's interesting you know that whole conversation and it's i think it's so great that that we're talking about and you guys were talking about on the project um uh about about fertility and just about the facts because i was actually quite shocked when i, I did a bit of research how how small the chance is to actually fall pregnant naturally oh, you know like you just it's have tiny. this you just have this thing in your head where you're like I'll wait till I'm ready you know I'm focused on my career mm. maybe when I'm I don't know like early to mid 30s I might be ready then but physically speaking you know that was actually 10 years ago it's just that yeah. life has changed and you know if you look at a 20 uh, at a 20 to 25 year old there's whatever a 20 to 25 percent chance that you fall pregnant per cycle which decreases every single year that yeah. that by by the time you're, I'm talking at the top of my head now. Girls, 40, it's uh, pretty slim to fall pregnant naturally. All right. So this conversation is actually making me feel sick because (laughs) like, you know, because obviously this is your, you've brought this up. Christy, and you've done the research and whatever, but these statistics are throwing at me like a fucking bullet. Well, by the like, time you're 40, I think it's then reduced to 5% and then 45 is a 2% natural. So if we were yeah, to talk about, tiny, you know, yeah. and it, it's it, far out, but it is good to give those percentages out without, I guess, you've also got to be able to have the tools to do exactly what Georgie's just said, which is get the fear and kind of let it go because you could just walk around fucking freaking out, especially like me, if you haven't met your person yet and you know that you want kids yeah, and it's so right. I'm the like we talk about I'm the kids person a lot of my but friends you are married you on yourself as well though I know you true, wouldn't want to true, necessarily true. but at least you've got the option that true if true got true to 38 or something you could mm. say bugger so it, get that's right so if we are talking this with the research that both of you may know that I'm not really familiar with what is the cost to freeze your eggs and how many do you have to freeze like what what's what do you well, do George you'd be pretty schooled on that going through IVF now oh. Well, it's, it's a bit different with um, IVF it is because different, you pay yeah. per cycle, but I think it's, it's I don't know what um, how many eggs they actually take out because with IVF you overstimulate your ovaries so you get like sort of 15, 10 to 15 eggs a pop. Um, but of course when we normally... Like a bag of Easter eggs. It is. So let's get the little, get the little <laughs> away. So I'm not sure about the cost. I'm sure you pay some sort of, you know, just a maintenance fee each year, almost like a little a, a rental storage in a, in a freezer. Oh, no, um, truly. That's essentially what it is. Yeah. But mm. I think, you know, I just think don't, don't uh, you know, you're also very young. So I wouldn't, I would get the blood test first and see how your eggs are and see how many you've got because you can get the test to work out sort of how viable your eggs are and, and your numbers sort of. And then do they tell them. you, do they say, so your eggs are at X amount? Well, they can. They should. Be, they give you an idea of how how many eggs they they can sort of estimate. My understanding is, don't quote me as yep, um, yep. on how many you've, you've sort of roughly got left, because um, we only have an you know we only have a certain number of eggs in our whole life, and that's even even that women don't even know. Well, I had no idea about that. Oh my god! Yeah, so when we're I? born, so, no. so men are very different to us because they produce sperm every day or every second day, 
and they just constantly keep producing it. When we're born, we are born with a certain number of eggs and then they're only released every month in each, out of each ovary. Mm-hmm. So well, and that's, that's the blood. Actually, yeah, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why they can actually give you an indication of how many eggs you've got left. So does it mean oh. if I had a light flow that less eggs were released? <laughs> <laughs> so if my period was quite light, the le- it was like a small leg. It's ridiculous. I'm joking. No. <laughs> I was no. actually trying to answer that. I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> I have to say I was joking because I felt like, Christy, the wheels were moving in her head like, is that real? You can always hear them ticking over like, yeah, mm, I know. I she goes, that? She yeah. goes silent. I'm like, no, mate, it was a joke. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a friend, Jake, who's just rocked up to say hi and he's just sitting, sitting here listening to our podcast oh, and all the topics that we're... Hey, Jake. Hi, Jake. And He's just like going, oh my God. Who are you talking to? Who are these bitches? (laughs) Yeah, look, there aren't many of us around, but you can listen in. (laughs) Well, you know what? Jake's probably cut. How long has he been sitting there? Oh, only five minutes, but he's certainly oh, okay. got a nice little snippet of what oh, he's yeah. talking about. Oh, he'll be well schooled now. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a few boys that listen in that would not ever admit. We have a few that do admit, actually, but um, well, they but yeah, learn a lot. yeah, <laughs> I reckon, I reckon, and um, and they're always invited. That's one thing we always yes. make sure that's loud and clear. But it probably does bring us to the end of the show because we yeah. would. It's clear to say that. It's one of my favourite episodes ever. Like, Georgie, it's amazing. I know. I know. It was so, so lovely. So um, one day we'll have to do it over a cup or a glass of champers and and, um, and do this again. But love that. Love that. Love that. Well, um, good luck with everything that you choose to attract, depending on what date it is. And we'll look into the book. Thanks, Well, yeah, Living a Fulfilled Life. Uh, we will put a link to that on our Facebook page if you're looking oh, for yes. it. Um, as, yes, please do. And as well as all of the info that you can... Um, uh, you need to find Georgie and keep up to date with what she's doing. Uh, we will make sure we put that on our Facebook page. If you have um, wanted to listen to any of the other shows, iTunes, as I said, or podcast.thinkergirl.com.au or check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash The Thinker Girls. Georgie, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, girls. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks, Bye. Georgie. Bye. Bye. Next week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Alana Dutram joins us. She is a singer. She is a Melbourne-based musician. Um, and I randomly used to do singing class with her. She's just released a new single called 103, and it's done really well on the iTunes charts. And she joins us to talk about how girls dress for other girls rather than for guys. It's funny because girls just want to impress other girls. They don't They don't realise. And I go, no, 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 girls get dressed up because they want to impress guys. And he's like, no, they don't. And I realised it. I've completely realised that even when you're working out at the gym, guys don't care, but no. you go, I want to wear the coolest new shoes and I want to look good. And it's just, yeah, it really made me realise I need to go on a clothes diet. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or thinkergirltv on Twitter. Psst, hey you. You're looking for some more. Well, clearly, they're sticking around for something. <laughs> well, we've got, what have we got, Christy? What have we got to give them? Go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash the Thinker Girls. There's heaps of cool videos up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some live shows of this podcast we've got. <laughs> what else have we got? Cool we've girl got... stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just head there, youtube.com forward slash the thinker girls. Can we stop whispering now? Okay. That sounded really creepy. <laughs>
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 